Hello and welcome to the Monsters, Myths, and Mayhem podcast. Here we talk about monsters, their myths, and the mayhem they cause. Or not cause, in some monsters' case. But I'm Silver, and as always, my co-host... Chaotic. Today's episode is going to be about the Chimera. We're going back to Greek mythology this time. It's going to be the Chimera. Do you know much about the Chimera? Chaotic? Besides the, uh, you know, Full Metal Alchemist one that with the little girl and the dog? Nope, don't you even bring Nina into this. <laughs> don't you even bring Nina into this. I do know them. They're through pop culture, like movies, shows, stuff like that. Do you know much about the Greek one? Not as much as I probably should. Well, there ain't much on the Greek Chimera. He only showed up in one tale, and that was in the Iliad, and that was for the uh, story of Bellophon. Bellophon? I think I'm saying his name right. B-E-L-L-E-R-O-P-H-O-N-E-O-N. Bellophon? Bellophon sounds better. Bellophon. There's no E, so it's Fawn, I think. But, yeah, I'll be telling his story in this. But the Greek Chimera was the daughter of Typhus and Echidna, which are two of the, like, main parental monster makers. They are, they give birth to a, a lot of kids. Not a lot, but a lot of many-headed kids. All the also... give, gave birth to lots of kids. Yes. But, uh... That Chimera's siblings are... Orthus, which is a two-headed puppy. The Hydra, which we talked about in earlier episodes. Episode 6. Then the last one of the Chimera's siblings is Cerberus. Which is everybody's favorite three-headed guard dog. Of, but, but then the family tree gets even weirder a little bit. The Chimera and Orthus, the two-headed puppy, which are siblings, had two kids together. Which are the Nemean lion, which we talked a little bit about in the Hydra episode. He was also in Hercules' Twelve Labors. And uh, the Sphinx were both born between Orthus and the Chimera. The Chimera is a hybrid of creatures. Just like its genetics definition, where it's a single organism composed of two or more different creatures, genetically distinct cells, the Chimera is part Lion, or lioness, is part goat, and it is also part snake. It has a body of a goat, tail that is a snake, has a snake head at the end of it, and head of a lion. It also has a goat head that sticks directly out of its back. In the Iliad, how it was described is in the forepart, a lion 
in the hinder a serpent, and in the midst a goat, breathing forth a terrible, wise, the might of blazing fire. Because the chimera can breathe fire. Now, some say Arr. out of fire. Fire. Fire in the hall. Fire, fire. <laughs> <laughs> the. But it's debated whether it's between all three heads or just the goat head breathes fire. I feel like I have things to say about that, but nothing's coming to me. Like, nothing is coherent in this head right now. I just, I'm just like, I, I don't know. I'm just at a loss. At a loss. Fire There's, out the goat head. That's its main weapon too. This is fire. It deals a lot of damage because they think that the chimera came about because of the Greeks innate fear of, or the, Pretty much everybody back in that time. Innate fear of fire and the volcano that it is said to live in. It is said to live in a mountain that is said to be a volcano about that area. And they were afraid of the volcano uh, erupting and bringing fire down. Then the Chimera's fire was said to last for extremely long time without being able to put it out. How long is extremely long? Years. Okay. Like, uh, what I've seen, the area where they think the Chimera is, was supposed to be around, around the city of, uh, Lycia. Yeah, it's, oh, it was okay. supposed to be around the town of Lycia. Which was near a mountain, which is in Tur which is said to be possibly somewhere in Turkey, where there is a mountain that has mm -hmm. a bunch of gas vents around it that are continuously burning forever. That's lovely. Because they're I think they're on fire at this moment. Oh my god! Because it's been burning for like twenty five hundred years or something like that. Holy shit! This one, the oldest ones, volcano monster. Volcanoes. Uh, any questions? Not, not yet. I, this is a lot more information than what I'm used to in pop culture. Yeah, pop culture usually just has it as a monster, has just coming mm -hmm. about and scaring people with the notes and like D and D and uh, which I'll get to D and D later. That's a completely different chimera. Let me tell you. The story of Bellophon. Yes, please. So Bellophon un incurred an unjust anger of Proteus. Protus. I'll just call him Protus. Because Proteus. Proteus says, I'll call him Proteus. It's easier for me. I'm probably getting it completely wrong. You can yell at me in the comments or Discord. Teach me. He is the king of Argos. He believed that Bellophon seduced his wife. As the Greeks are known to do. Always. In the mythology. 
So Proteus wanted Bellophon dead, but was unwilling to carry out the deed himself. Thus he sent Bellophon to his friend Iobates, king of Lycia, with a letter. Unbeknownst to Bellophon, the letter contained instructions that the bearer was to be killed straight away. When Iobates read the letter, he was understandably hesitant to carry out Proteus's dirty work himself. He therefore came up with the idea of sending Bellophon to fight the Chimera, which was terrorizing the countryside, fully expecting the monster to easily kill this mortal hero. But Bellophon, who was a son of the sea god Poseidon, Oh, naturally. Yeah. Had the favor of the gods. The poet Pindar tells of how Bellophon was able to tame the mortal winged horse Pegasus with the help of Athena and the prophet Polydeus. So he tamed his half brother? Because isn't Pegasus technically a son of Poseidon? A child of Poseidon? Child of Poseidon, yeah. So he tamed his own brother. Cat brother. No, it doesn't surprise me. Especially not with anything Poseidon. You can figure out who Pegasus' mother in in the Medusa episode. Ha 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 ha. atop Pegasus, Bellophon, tracked down the Chimera and attacked it from above, staying out of the reach of its fire. According to one tradition transmitted by a relatively late source, the hero came up with a clever strategy to kill the Chimera. He attached a ball of lead to the end of a spear, which he then thrust into the monster's fire-breathing mouth. The Chimera then choked on the molten lead, killing it. He was revered as a hero after that. They're always... It doesn't matter what they do. It's always like, oh, you did something? You slayed something? Hero. I would have choked to... Would it have one set of lungs that all three heads share? I would assume they share all the same lungs, yeah. I'm gonna say if it just blocked the pipeway, it must have had to get all the way into its lungs. Yeah, I guess. Or like they all have like like they meet it like it conjoined in the like neck area, maybe, and just like a single pipe that just goes straight. It has no stomach, it just goes, it's just all lungs in its body. <laughs> It wasn't much on the uh, Chimera. It wasn't much on the Chimera. We're D&D nerds, so I looked up the D&D Chimera monster. He's a, yeah. a CR rating of 6. And it's, he is made up of different creatures than the Greek Chimera. Do tell. So, you take away the snake tail. You give him two more heads. So he still has three heads. Right. He's got the lion's body. A goat head still. A lion's head still. But instead of a snake's head, he has a dragon's head. Oh, getting feisty. And he can be of any color dragon. Any of the metallic or chromatic dragons. And you get he gets his breath weapon from that color dragon. But I don't know if this is similar to the Greek, but the intelligence of this chimera is three. So it is only three higher than a rock. 
I love that comparison. That's just like only three higher than a rock. Love it. A scale of rock to person, he is closer to rock. <laughs> no, you did not just do that. <laughs> What's a person's intelligence in D&D? Just like standard human. Ten. Oh, we, we're closer to a rock. <laughs> what are you talking about? I am not denying that or confirming that. Uh, the little description that D&D uh, the handbook gives is a chimera is a vile combination of a goat, lion, and dragon and features the head of all three of those creatures. It also contains wings of either a dragon or a giant bat. Now it has wings. It does have wings. So Pegasus would have been screwed. Except it only flies clumsily. It likes to swoop down from the sky and engulf prey with its fiery breath before landing to attack. Chimeras were created after the mortal summoned Demogorgon. The mortal summoned Demogorgon? Did you just say Demogorgon? Yes. Demogorgon. Because the Demogorgon, who in D&D lore is the prince of demons. I am just, this story just, I'm, I'm in love now. Like, there's no other option. So, the prince of demons, you know, he doesn't really come to the mortal plane very often, but when he does, he, he just kind of likes to cause chaos. So he decided that all the creatures that were in the mortal plane were unimpressive. So he decided to transform them all into chimeras. And the one with the goat head, the dragon head, and the lion head was the only one of these chimeras to actually stay alive. Naturally. Naturally. Gifted with demonic cruelty, a chimera serves as a grim reminder of what happens when demon princes find their way to the material plane. A typical specimen has the hindquarters of alert... Specimen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's a special specimen. It's the hindquarters of a large goat, the forequarters of a lion, the leathery wings of a dragon, along with the head of all three of those creatures. The monsters like to surprise its victims swooping down from the sky and engulfing prey with a fiery breath before landing. The chimera combines the worst aspect of its three parts. The dragon head drives it to raid, plunder, and accumulate a great horde. I'm sorry. It's... That was a hell of a list. I just drive, plunder, raid, what? The dragon head, it drives it to raid, plunder, and accumulate a horde. But what would a creature with an intelligence of three try to hoard? Would it like shiny things? Or would it just like collect doors off people's houses? I would have to say something like horses or like horses. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it would hoard something useful, but at the same time, like when you get a huge surplus of them, like what's the point? Does that make sense? Like, I feel like they would intend, like it's almost like an accident collection. <laughs> like they're like, I really love horses. So they get like one, then suddenly you've got 10 then suddenly there's 20 of them. And they're like, where did these come from? I can see horses, though, leading to conflict with the lion's head. Because, <laughs> because uh, the lion head, nature compels it to hunt and kill powerful creatures that threaten its territory. So we're not adopting horses. 
Probably not. Okay. Unless they're well, going to, they'll be fighting. They'll be gathering horses and the lion head just eating them behind his back. Well, then I'd have to say that they're going to collect something stupid like doorknobs. That's like the only other alternative. There's there's full on useful and then there's full on makes no sense. So. Just collect swords. No, that's too useful. That's too, too useful. useful. It's got to be like doorknobs or somebody's like left battery out of the remote. You know, like something stupid. <laughs> Come here. Is the reason your lawn, your socks go missing out of laundry? Good probability. Okay. In the goat head. Grants it a vicious stubborn streak that compels it to fight to the death. They're definitely collecting doorknobs. 110. The, uh, the old version of the D&D Chimera, the goat head, did pretty much nothing. It, the goat head was so... Mm, mm, perhaps. I, I was going to say lazy, but... It said that the goat head could fall asleep during mid-battle and stay asleep the entire battle and not notice anything was going on. What the fuck? I, it'd be me. I'd sleep through a battle. And I, I imagine this chimera is going and the goat head is actually one of those screaming uh, paralyzing goats that fall over. The fainting goats. And the goat head just wakes up, blitz, and the entire chimera just freezes. Bro. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine it <laughs> mid battle I'm tired <laughs> these three aspects drive a chimera to stake out a territory that is as large as 10 miles wide phrase on wild game viewing more powerful creatures as rivals to be humiliated and defeated its greatest rivals are dragons griffins, manicores heritons and wyverns hmm when it hunts, the chimera looks for easy ways to amuse itself. It enjoys the fear and suffering of weaker creatures. The monster often toys with its prey, breaking off an attack prematurely and leaving the creature wounded and terrified before returning to finish it off. That's fantastic. It does get multi-attack and such like that as well, so it can attack you with its bite, its horns, claws, fire breath. Fire breath recharges, same as the dragon's does. So it's a it's a gener it's a fairly good regeneration on that fire then. Yeah, yeah. If you roll a five or a six on a d six, it recharges. Oh wow! It's a seven d eight is the damage. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Pretty much it for the uh, chimera with the D and D and the Greek mythology. But you can also find him in Yu Gi Oh or pretty much a lot of other. He's a very popular creature to be in any fantasy games. I think he's in Final Fantasy. He's probably in World of Warcraft. Yeah. I guess we'll move on with the mayhem. What, what's your thoughts? I want to hear yours first. My thoughts first? Okay. I think that Chimera would be less than Groot slang. Chaotically wise, but more than anything else we've had, really, because this seems like a creature that thrives on eating and terrorizing men and pretty much anything that's bigger okay. than it. But listen, that sounds like a good time. I can relate to it. 
would rather not have fire I'm everywhere. I know. I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> it sounds like a fun time. It'd be like living out in California, just fires all the time, everywhere. Only for you. I mean, it'd look cool, I imagine. I'll just like roll up for podcasts, just be like, hey, are you ready? You'll be like, no, shit's still on fire. I'll be like, all right, just let me know. That has been the month of June. Everything's just been on fire. I understand that. Um, I think that they'd be fairly low on the mayhem meter if we're talking like overall with all of humanity. However, if we're talking like singularly, like one on one with a chimera, I feel like that's a lot of mayhem. A lot. Like if, if it was just to come at like a small group or just one of us, I feel like it would get crazy. It's got the ability to probably wreck a city and take over a town until somebody gets the guns out. Because I believe it is still just... A still <laughs> mortal, huh? Yeah. Still mortal. If it can choke to death on lead and its other two heads can't keep breathing. You're not wrong. I think the D&D &D one is actually stronger than the Greek one. Because it has wings, it has probably. dragons. I also read somewhere that the D&D &D one... The... If the lion and the dragon can't find enough food, it can live just off of grass because of the goat. Talk about some fucked up shit. Like, not having to hunt? It's an omnivore. Yeah, just, you just sit there and munch on trees. Right, but like a whole head just takes care of it. Yep. I think even the standard uh, police in your own town could probably take care of this thing. If you can get a long enough range to rifle. Rifles are stronger than arrows. Arrows couldn't penetrate it, but a spear could. Hmm. So I imagine. Rifle ammunition. I do pretty good. Anything close range, I think you're pretty much screwed on. Besides anything extremely fire resistant. Maybe if we get a Gundam, we can fight it close range. A Gundam? Yeah. Japan's developing them. Oh my god. Any extra thoughts from you? I don't think so. Um, most of the like pop culture references I know, they're a lot like the Full Metal Alchemist, like like Nina and uh, obviously like um, Teen Wolf, the Chimera in there. It's just the mixture of it. Basically, just kind of stands for the mixture of immortal animals or creatures and just combining them. Um, yeah. And those are neat. But again, I don't think those ones in particular would cause mayhem. I think the most mayhemy one would be the Greek and the D and D. I think if we're talking about it that way, the genetics version of Chimera, where you're mixing creatures in general, like Full Metal Alchemist Mina, and uh, you could probably get some pretty, pretty decent things in in that aspect. The Groot Sling would be a Chimera. The Vulpentanger is a Chimera. Manticore is a Chimera. If you mix everything, would you still be mortal, technically? Unless you find something like a Hydra mixed with a... Oh, there is a version in D&D where they got... They replaced the uh, dragon head with a Hydra head. With three Hydra heads. Oh, that's beautiful. So it just keeps regenerating. And you can cut off any of the Chimera's heads in D&D. &D, and if it flees, it could grow that head back. So it can just grow a whole other goat head back. Love that. Love that. Guess we'll do our Patreon shoutouts. Yeah, yeah.
we actually got a new one this week. We've got an awesome one this week. We have Mondi and Thor. Mondi was yes. on here last week for the newest episode. And our newest patron is Ruby Hummingberg. Ruby, Ruby Hummingberg. Just goddamn iceberg in the middle of the hummings. Ruby Hummingbird. Ruby yes. Hummingbird is the bomb.com. All of them are the bomb.com, but I love Ruby. She has a uh, become a patron at the tier three, which gives her the Discord status, the shout out, and a shout out on mine and uh, Kadox stream. So visit the stream so I can yell at you about how fantastic you are. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna roll out the outro, but yeah, we'll be you know at the end of stream, pop in. I'll be yelling your name. All right. Shut the fuck up. Join us again next Monday on Monsters, Miss, and Mayhem, found on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Silver and Chaotic talk about how Monsters and Miss came to be and how they'd be received in modern-day society. Follow, like, and subscribe to support. Also follow the podcast on Twist Twister? <laughs> Twister? I'm just going to redo that line. Good TV also show, find the good game. <laughs> good board game. <laughs> GG's. GG's. Okay. Also find the podcast on Twitter and Discord with the links below to keep up to date with the newest merchant activity. Besides, who knows what mayhem we will get into next. GG, easy. <laughs> We're done. We're out. Roll the music. Roll the music. <laughs>